Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. It's our Monday recap show where we take a look at the weekend and have some fun unpacking the biggest stories and games and topics. And so, uh, man, I got a special guest in studio today that I'll introduce you to him in just a moment. Be sure to check out our website, unpackingit.com. And also, make sure you sign up for our weekday email devotional. We call it Unpack This. It's a quick thought about sports, faith, and life. And at the end of today's podcast, we'll do today's Unpack This podcast version. And it's about the NBA All-Star Game. And really, today's show is all about All-Star Weekend because I'm a huge NBA fan. And really, it's one of my favorite sports weekends uh, of the year. I just love it from, from Friday to Sunday. There's so much going on. All the pregame, halftime. I mean, you just get more of Ernie and the boys. And, and then, of course, you see all the stars in the NBA in one location. So, so it's awesome to, uh, to watch. And so, uh, so before we bring on Steven Stack, uh, let me ask you this. Do you need health insurance? Well, get quotes for individual health insurance plans at healthmarketgenius.com. That's healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. So joining me in the Unpacking It studio today is Steven Stack. He's from the King Movement, and he's the president of the Charlotte chapter and a good buddy of mine and excited to have him here with us to, uh, to talk about the NBA All-Star Weekend. Steven, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm, I'm fired up because the NBA really won this weekend, like we won as fans because we got to watch it, but the NBA won because they set out to make some changes to the actual game. They set out to honor Kobe and David Stern. They did a great job of that. I think the city of Chicago tends to be a lot of people's favorite city, or whether you're from there, they love it. But then for me, I visited Chicago. I think it's an awesome city. And so they did a great job showcasing Chicago. It did make me wonder why they didn't do more of that for Charlotte. But Charlotte's got a ways to go to get on the level of Chicago, I guess. When you've won six championships with Jordan, that helps as well. Uh, but where was Jordan? I didn't see much of Jordan. Right. I, I saw they had like a little clip of him speaking in front of like a... a Which was cool. That was cool. Like just the outline of the city with a collection of different Chicago greats. But uh, it would have been great for him to be in the building. I, I didn't see him. and uh, Yeah, I always wonder about that. It was the same thing in Charlotte. He, he didn't do a ton when the All-Star game was here. Um, I always, yeah, I always wonder about that. But anyway, Isaiah Thomas was kind of the spokesman. Common, Chance the Rapper, Dwayne Wade, all those guys really, you know, their presence was felt throughout the weekend. 
before we talk about the game and, and that fourth quarter that, that everybody's talking about, we got to go back to Saturday night, the slam dunk contest, which, you know, I think many years there, there's hype and sometimes it falls short of the hype. And then some years it's awesome and, and you know, great dunks, great dunkers, and it's just kind of hit or miss. This year, the actual contest was phenomenal. We saw multiple 50 dunks. Uh, the fact that Dwight Howard was was in it made it intriguing. Uh, he didn't necessarily wow people, but but it was cool that he was back in the mix. And then we saw back to back the battle: uh, uh, Derek Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon. And I don't know where you come out on this, so I'll let you go first. Okay. At the end of the night, who did you think should have won, and, and what did you think about Derek Jones actually going home with the trophy? I personally would have loved to have seen Aaron Gordon get the win. So we're on the same page then. Yeah. All right. And I believe that he had one of the greatest dunks I've ever seen. The through the legs. The one where he he catches it off the side of the backboard, does a three sixty dunk. Yeah. That one I I was sitting like when I saw it live, I was like, wow. And then when I saw it in slow motion. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was crazy impressive. I thought he got robbed the time before against Zach Levine um, in, in a previous dunk contest. But, yeah, I believe that he should have won it. it. It was outrageous. So I love the dunk contest. <laughs> my, my wife, who's not necessarily a sports fan, she gets into the dunk contest as well. Because what ends up happening over the years is it's always right near Valentine's Day. So uh, we're yeah. hanging out normally, you know, Valentine's Day weekend, the All-Star Game weekend. I got to keep an eye on it. So she's just embraced the dunk contest. She stormed off the bed. She was upset that Aaron Gordon <laughs> didn't win. This is unacceptable. No, we, we were mad two years ago. Whenever he jumped over the mascot, to, to me, that was the dunk. That, uh, that's, that, that's the winning dunk. And then this year, it was dunk after dunk after dunk. He owned the dunk contest. Yes. Because every time he was out there, he, he did whatever he wanted in the air. Like, yeah. His ability to hang in the air and his creativity and his ability to, uh, to come up with these ideas and then execute, I just, he, was the win, he was the winner to right. me of the dunk contest. And Derek Jones, I loved his smoothness and True. a great dunker. I mean, yeah. he, he did a phenomenal job, but he wasn't the winner of the night. Right. He, he really wasn't, but he went home with the trophy. And so, yeah, I was upset about it. I don't know if we blame Dwayne Wade or, or who. Yeah, there, there, was, there was some home cooking going on. It just didn't seem right. But, like, <laughs> if you're Dwayne Wade, who cares if a Miami guy wins? Like, you're not right. even playing there. I don't know. To me, right. it just wasn't worth putting right. your reputation on the line. Oh. We all knew Gordon should have been the winner. Right. And right. it was the perfect ending, too, to have Taco Falls come out. You dunk over him. Was it a perfect dunk? No, but he had already done enough perfect dunks. Yes, yes. I, I agree with you completely. I heard something later on that said one of the judges was supposed to do one more point so that it would would have been a split, a yep. tie, um, which given what we got, I guess I would have lived with that, of Gordon being able to be a part of it. But really, I think he should have won it outright. He, he should have won it. And yeah. so don't get me started on ties in sports. <laughs> In a dunk contest, the fact that I think it was Reggie Miller and who else was on the call with him? Was it Kenny or yeah, it must have yeah. been Kenny Smith? They were pushing for the, the oh they they should both win it. They should both win it. 
What are you talking about? Yeah. There's only four guys in the dunk contest. You can't have two of them as winners. I know. That, I know. that was not the answer. And, and I'm fine. Just keep dunking until someone wins. Right. They right. all had to get to parties, but we were just watching it. Well, we had to get to bed, but <laughs> but we were just we wanted to get get a the dunk contest to keep going, but at least end it in the right way. And I would have even been fine with all they had to do was have the five judges vote, say, "Hey, who won the contest?" Right, and go three to two. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. We we could have lived with that. Yeah, but even then, it might be time to just say, "Hey, let's open it up to the fans, and we vote. We vote on who wins." Mm. Should we really put it on five guys that, uh, and Candace Parker was part of that, but that, that, you know, they've got biases and, you know, some guys like the power dunkers or some, some, the flair and the creativity. And I didn't think this year's creativity was quite as strong as like, remember when Blake Griffin, I thought his creativity was one of the, one of the better ones. And even Aaron Gordon with the mascot, that kind of thing. So, um, but, but as far as pure dunks, they were great. I did think there was too much dunking over someone. Is that always? It seemed a little much. Yeah, yeah. I, but they were strong. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I, it just. It was a great night. It was a great night. A lot of great dunks. Uh, the the winner, Derek. He he did a great job, but. And Aaron Gordon got robbed, man. He got robbed. I just that, that's that's the only place I can go. And I, if I'm Aaron Gordon, I don't have. I don't need to go back. Like, oh no! Everyone's no. trying to say, "Oh, you got to bring him back." But if I'm him, I'm going. You know what? I've done uh, amazing dunks. I'm kind of tapped out at this point. I'm sure he's eh, maybe he could come up with some other stuff. Right. But still, it's like he's put himself out there to try to do that again. And plus, right. Zion's going to be in it next year, hopefully, and he'll <laughs> he should take care care of business. Yeah. So so anyway, I thought Saturday night turned out great, and my big takeaway from Friday night was the 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 rookie sophomores that world versus the USA game. And really just the, the state of the NBA and my excitement as an NBA fan. I've been a fan since I was 10 years old. And so I, I've always been kind of a, an NBA apologist, even through some of the dark years where the league was struggling to find its identity or its identity wasn't a great identity. Some of the right. key leaders, key stars in the league just didn't represent the league well or there weren't enough big stars during certain seasons. And, and so where we're at now to think that Zion Williamson and John ja Morant are coming. I mean, really, they've arrived. Like, they're yeah, here. They're here. They're, they're, they're making an impact on their teams. They're making an impact on the league. And they're not even all-stars yet. And right. so my guess is they'll be there next year, and then they'll probably be there for the next 10 years uh, as long as they can stay healthy. And then I started thinking about, okay, we saw a ton of stars throughout the weekend. We'll talk more about the game. But there were a number of former All-Stars or guys still in the league that weren't even a part of the All-Star weekend. Yeah, And it, it reminded me of the depth of the league right now. And, and just to name a few. So we got you know Paul George didn't make it, Bradley Beal, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Jalen Brown, then Steph Curry, Clay, Draymond, D'Angelo Russell, Kevin Durant, yeah, Kyrie maybe. Irving. Um, and then you just think, you know, other guys that are still in the league, maybe not playing as well, you know, Blake Griffin, and then older guys, Vince Carter, Dwight Howard, LaMarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap. I mean, to me, there are so many stars. And then, to talk about last night's All-Star game, to have guys like LeBron still in the mix, you know, still carrying the torch, but then you've got Giannis coming for him. He's coming, yeah. To, to, to go out there and play defense, 
to play hard, to, to let your you know presence be felt. And then Kawhi Leonard, who many would say is the best player in the league, to show up in a night of stars and play as well as he did, shoot the ball from three the, the way that he did. I just appreciated that the best of the best played so well last night. LeBron, Giannis, Kawhi, yeah. those are still the guys. Yeah. And well, actually, Giannis is younger. I would say, all right, LeBron's still the guy. He's still yeah. it's still his kind of throne right yeah. now. Kawhi's right there. Giannis is coming. And then to think Zion and John Morant are right there behind them. To me, it's like, wow, look at the depth of the league. I, I love it. But uh, but what was your kind of just big takeaway from All-Star Weekend, specifically last night, and, and just kind of the, the celebration of the sport and, and where we're at in the NBA? Last night was incredible to me. I love the format changes. So they, they had competition for each quarter. Which was great. It, it, it really was. It really was because you're, you're seeing uh, money for charity be on the line for the winners of each quarter. We got a tie in the third, which is like, okay, what are they going to do with that? They said we're going to carry it over to, to the last quarter, which I, I would have yeah, liked. Yeah, I didn't love that. But yeah, it, I was like, I, I would have liked for them to have something to have that quarter be won or lost. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, don't get me started on ties. Right, 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 yeah. right. But the fourth quarter was incredible. So I, I actually talked with my wife. She knows me very well. Of she, she was, she was already asleep. She wasn't feeling well yesterday, and so I just told her when I was watching the fourth quarter, I was actually standing up. <laughs> and for and then, her, she knew that that was a big deal. Because I'm like, I, I only do that for games that actually matter. I'm like, I'm actually standing up in front of the television yep. in an all-star game, uh. watching it like, man, who's going to pull this thing out? So, yeah, I mean, taking charges. We got Yelling challenges. At the refs. Right, right, right. Yeah, we, we had challenges. We had barking at the refs. Um, like d- diving for loose balls or at least fighting for loose right. balls, grabbing rebounds. Right, right. Like real, real defense. Like you're getting block shots. Like a, a, a Giannis blocks a fadeaway oh, yeah. with LeBron. And, and the one uh, they controversial, yeah. controversial and little. You know, I, I didn't care either way on that one. If they had called Golden and fine. And Jump ball f- worked would have well. Been fine too. Yeah, so, so you had that. You got LeBron. He knocks it off of uh, Giannis's leg. Uh, down the stretch, guys heaving threes to try to end it uh, with the target score of 157. Uh, it, it just, it was awesome. The fact that Anthony Davis missed the first free throw added <laughs> even more drama. Right, <laughs> but, right. But the fact that they they really bought into it, and I think when the news first came out that they were making these changes, it felt gimmicky or... Right. It was very confusing. Like you could, it actually wasn't confusing, but it was confusing to explain. <laughs> like correct with the different quarters, and it's yeah. like, wait, well, how does it work? And even Marv Albert was having a tough time explaining yeah. what was going to happen. But ultimately, it was like, oh, that makes sense. It's easy, right? And so once the guys got out there, they bought into it, and that fourth quarter started, and you could feel the intensity. The crowd was into it, and yeah. the fact that they were playing in honor of Kobe Bryant. And really played like Kobe Bryant. and Because Kobe always played hard in the All-Star game. Maybe not always, but when he wanted to, he would. And yeah. when he wanted to go out and get the MVP, he would. <laughs> and, and that was awesome that then multiple guys played tough. Like, usually in most years, one or two guys 
they say, they try all right, to go for it. I'm going for the MVP. And you yeah. kind of figure it out early, and a lot yeah. of times it's the hometown player. and So no one from Chicago other than Anthony Davis, who's from there, but no bowl player was a part of it. Which I thought they should have had Derrick Rose in the mix. Where was Derrick Rose too? Even though he's not—I mean, he's not a bull now. But when I think bulls in recent years, you got to anyway. Side note, but um, but the fact that they're wearing twenty-four and playing hard, I thought was really neat too. And I will say, them all wearing the same number, even though I knew who all these stars are, was still a little confusing. It, it was when you're watching a fast-paced game. Honestly, part of me at times, I, I thought it was Kobe Bryant. Like for, it was for, weird. So. Uh, what's what's his name? Um, Chris Middleton. Yeah. When when because he was on Giannis's team wearing twenty four. There were a couple of times where obviously I know it's not Kobe on the floor, but like his build seemed to yep. be similar yep. to him. So it, it it'll be good for them to wear their actual <laughs> numbers going forward as far as just for viewing purposes. Yeah. But. So it was cool that they honored and like the right. flashes of Kobe's like whoa 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 those uh, who wait who is that. Uh, but it did make it a little complicated. But I thought I, I thought overall uh, it was it was neat the way that the NBA set it up and it was well executed. I mean, how many yeah. times do we have ideas or things you think? Oh, I wonder if that's going to work, and it actually did. The players loved it, fans loved it, and this hopefully is now the new standard. And think about it. Yeah, I mentioned Zion. Who plays harder than Zion right now? Right. So he if he's if he's your next guy coming in that that. You know, breathes new life into the All Star game moving right. forward too. Uh, I'm making a lot of leaps here, thinking that he's going to be an All Star next year. But it's fair to I think he'll get voted if, if in he, nonetheless. Yeah, <laughs> if, if he's, if, honestly, for for Zion, if he's healthy, he'll be there. Yeah, that, that's that's my take on it. Just even what he's played like ten games, he's playing like an All Star. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but I I gave that list of all those guys that didn't make the team this year. I mean, it's going to be fighting to to yeah. make that roster. Yeah. Studs, will, if if everybody's healthy, will yeah. get left off, and and that yeah. makes it that makes it interesting too. Uh, but yeah, to to see a fourth quarter in the All Star game where you actually are are caring who wins, they care, they want to win. We want to know who wins. I don't even know if I was pulling for either team necessarily. I was just kind of enjoying watching intense basketball coming yeah. down the stretch. Uh, to see all the top players on the floor together. It's just what, what makes it fun. And so as we, this isn't the exact midpoint of the season, but it always kind of becomes that midpoint. All right, second half of the year, what teams do you feel like are uh, the teams that will, will catch fire, you, you're most confident in moving forward, who maybe will surprise some people and get hot, down the stretch, anybody come to mind? Any teams or players that you're you're keeping an eye out for? So, you've got you've got your obvious teams. You've got Lakers, Clippers in the West. Got the Bucks in the East for the title contenders. For for me, I think the champion is going to be one of those three teams. Then, if I take a, a little slice away from that and say the next next tier down, I'm looking at. Houston, which they've made some interesting changes going to small ball. I'm out on Houston. So I don't think that they can win it. I do. I like the fact that they decided, hey, we're just going to go all in on this, so it's either boom or bust. Because they weren't going to win it anyway. No, in, they in weren't. My, in my estimation. But at least they're interesting now. So we'll, we'll see what happens with them. And I'm kind of going progressively up from here. So then you've got the Celtics, which they'll, they'll be interesting. Yep. Um, uh, our our former home hometown favorite Kimba. Oh yeah, uh, I, I pull for him. 
Right, right. Um, they they've been playing playing well uh, with with the Celtics, and you know they actually had a really big game against the Clippers right before. Yeah, that was a great game. way to end the first half of the season. Right. Yeah, Jason Tatum was incredible in that game. Uh, Philly's interesting to me if they can ever get on the same page. Embiid and Simmons, they could be something special. I just don't know if they're if they're gonna pull pull all those things together. But those those would be the next tier down of teams that that I would say at least are interesting. Yeah, so I I really like the Celtics team. I think I think they're good enough to make it to the finals. Uh they're in third right now behind the Raptors and the Bucks. The Bucks are clearly the team to beat though. Yes. And and because Giannis is the best player in the East I, I you know I give them the edge, but I sure. think the Celtics could beat them, and and you know depending on how the series goes and uh, that kind of thing. But with the Raptors, I think they're a great regular season team. I think Nick Nurse is probably the the head coach of the year. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to the playoffs, who's carrying them down the stretch? Right. Because Lowry in the playoffs, that uh, you can't always count on him. Right. I mean, he's right. an all star and he's a great player, yeah. but. But I'm not sure I, I buy into the Raptors as the team in the playoffs. And then I think the Heat are really tough, but they're probably a year or two away. Just right. they, they got to build some chemistry. And um, I always have a tough time with his name, but Bam Adebayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I always want to pronounce it differently, but Bam Adebayo. What a stud. He, he had a big weekend, too. He did. Um, but the Heat are on the rise. They're the they real are. deal. Whereas to me, the Sixers are too questionable. Their fit just doesn't make sense. And then the Pacers, they're a team on the rise too. Now that they got Victor Oladipo back, yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a stud. So I think they're they're loaded. They're very deep. Uh, so those are some teams in the East, and then the, the West. It's the Lakers and the Clippers. Everybody else, it's cute. You know, you can try to fight for a playoff spot and right. seedings, but it, it's the Lakers and the Clippers. Can't wait for that Western Conference uh, <laughs> right. final. It's going to be awesome. Like the Nuggets are very talented. The Jazz are very talented. To me. Chris Paul and the Thunder are overachieving. And yeah. I was even thinking about Chris Paul last night. I, I've given him a hard time over the years. He kind of annoys me at times. Sure. But he's playing well at this age, this stage of his career. He caught an alley-oop last night. I mean, are you kidding me? That's crazy. Uh, he's like my height. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know how tall you are. But, yeah, uh, but, but yeah. yeah I mean, he, he could very easily be pouting in Oklahoma City. Like, he got shipped off to yeah. Oklahoma City, yet he's – rallied the troops and they're in sixth sixth uh sixth seed in the west right, right now right right yeah no he he's actually been incredible especially because you know the the talk coming into the season was okay where where are they going to move him to trying to get to some mutual agreement between okc and himself and he just made the best of it yeah. they're actually really playing he reminded people that he's a real player I know. I, I got to give him some love because I've been impressed by that. And then the Mavericks and the Grizzlies teams on the rise. They're fun teams, young teams, probably overachieving, right. especially the Grizzlies. I mean, goodness, they're in rebuild mode and they're fighting for a playoff spot. Right. Oh, man. Right. That shows you John ja, ja Morant's the, the real Special. deal. And I'll be curious. The Pelicans might make a run, but I think they're too far back yeah. to really push for the playoffs. Nah. So Zion makes a difference, but probably not enough at this this stage. Uh, of the season uh yeah so I'm excited about the second half of of the year and and really I feel good about the NBA and and also another thing that I I thought of last night was the fact that the super teams are gone 
as confident as I am in the Lakers and the Clippers, I still don't find them to be super teams. Oh, they're not. Like, like we had with the Warriors. Right. Because all-star games with, with the Warriors during their heyday, I mean, they had four all-stars. That's outrageous. Yeah. Yesterday, only, you know, the Lakers had two, the uh, Bucks had two. Yep. And that was it. I don't think anybody else. Uh, Heat. Yeah, no, no one Jimmy had Butler more and, than two. Jimmy Butler and Abadayo. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now I got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Adab- just, I, just call him Bam. There we go. Bam. <laughs> Bam Adebayo. Right, right. Adebayo? Adebayo? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, which is great. So, yeah. it's fine. to me, it's, it's fine having two All-Stars. Sure, sure. Th- there's enough to go around. But now that we don't have – the Warriors were just too much of a lock, and it was ridiculous. Right. And it was always on full display at the All-Star game. We were going, wait a second. There's 24 All-Stars, and four of them are on one team. Right, right. So, to me, it's spread out around the league. And even though I, I still believe L.A. versus L.A. in the Western Conference Finals, they're going to have to get through some tough series. Right. They're not just going to walk then, in there exactly. like the Warriors used to. Exactly. Maybe Thunder would give them a tough time a couple years ago. but uh, And maybe Houston. But, yeah, but now, I mean, that first first round might be okay. But after that, th- at least the Lakers and Clippers will have to fight for it, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Um, because they don't have three all stars, which is huge. Right. So, all right, my uh, my final thought as we uh, as we wrap things up today, um, uh, today's devotional is about the all star game, and so we wrap things up with with unpack this and the word that kept popping up yesterday and during the recap of the game. Do you know the word? How would you summarize the way the players played yesterday? Intensity. Yeah. Intensity was the word I was thinking. Was it really? Literally. Oh, yeah. good. I should have let you guess that. Yeah, I, I, didn't wanna, I was going to. I didn't yeah. want to put you on the spot. No, that's okay. But, but the word intensity. And what was interesting is that word represented Kobe Bryant. That was a characteristic that you would use to, to describe him. And it's a word that you would never use for an all-star game. Right. That, oh, man, that was an intense all-star game. Right. Not sure that's ever been uh, even thought of. But even going back to the dunk contest, that was an intense matchup between uh, Derrick Jones and... Aaron Gordon, and so the the word intensity sometimes gets a, a a bad rap. You're like, ooh, that guy's intense, but but at the core of, of what that means, because I, I looked up the word and, and tried to figure out, okay, is that truly a, a positive word? But so many of the synonyms that 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 come out: enthusiasm, energy, passion, mm. zeal, uh, fervor, mm. uh, vigor. The, the, those are positive words to, uh, to, for, for a basketball player or an athlete to use. And then I go, all right, what does that look like as followers of Jesus to, to use that word intensity? Like, what if we lived with intensity? And, and so a couple of the verses that, that come up, come up in, in regards to this, it, Romans twelve eleven it says, Never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. Colossians 3.23, most people know, uh, in the Amplified Version, it says, whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul, that is, put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men. And so we, we can work and serve and love and live with intensity, with passion, with zeal, with fervor, and, and, and you can see the difference because in years past, I even wrote a devotional a couple years ago about the lackadaisical all-stars where they were getting, you know, a bad rap for just kind of showing up, not really caring and, and being just kind of casual and and not taking the all-star game seriously. But what a difference it was. Now everyone today was talking about 
that game in a positive light, talking about the, the NBA in a positive light, right. and you could see the intensity shining through. And so for us, the challenge is, am I living with intensity? Do I take you know, the, the call that God has on my life seriously? Am I living with an enthusiasm that people notice? And just like the players yesterday played with intensity and honored Kobe Bryant, when we live with intensity, we're honoring the Lord. And people see the Lord shine through us and see you know, who He is in us, uh, and, and intensity is, is a way to demonstrate that right. when it represents enthusiasm, excitement, passion, zeal. So, uh, so that's, that's the encouragement for today here on Unpacking It. Any, any final, final thoughts uh, before we wrap things up? And then we, we also got to talk about a big event coming up as well. Yeah, I, I would say just, just to your point in talking about intensity, when, when you see someone doing something with fervor, with enthusiasm, it makes you want to watch what they're doing. Mm. It makes you look to them to pay attention. I, I mentioned earlier, I'm standing up. That's right. In front of the television, yeah, it, watching. It captivated you. Right. In, in a game that was an exhibition. That's right. It, it drew me in and just in connecting that to our faith. When we live that way, it can help draw people mm. in to, to know our Lord and our Savior. So I love, I love it. it. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Well, uh, Stephen's part of a ministry. Uh, nationwide ministry. We've had Chris Broussard on the show before, and, and he's come on and talked about the King Movement. And, and so you're the, the president of the, the Charlotte chapter. Uh, I joined you guys a few months ago, and it was awesome and nice. loved, loved yeah. being a part of it. Absolutely. Um, and so coming up, though, in Charlotte, it's a, a national summit coming up in March. Derwin Gray is, is speaking. Chris Broussard is, is speaking. How fired up are you to uh, kind of be you know, hosting it in, yeah. in our city, Charlotte? Uh, but guys are going to be coming in from, from all over the country to be a part of this. Right, right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Just a, a great uh, co- collection of men getting together uh, with, with the purpose of just, just honoring God, encouraging one another. And uh, even, even the theme for this year's summit is called We Are One. Mm. And... So verses that I think about uh, would be uh, in, in John chapter 13 uh, and in John chapter 17 where it, it talks about uh, we'll be known that we're God's disciples mm. by our love for one another and also uh, uh, us being unified will show that that uh, God the Father sent Jesus. Uh, and so... The thought behind it is, hey, we're, we're one, we're together, we're living in a society that has so many things that are trying to divide us or polarize us, uh, but we really want to be united uh, under the cross of Christ. So mm. that's, that's very much what I'm looking forward to. Any man can come out for it. We'd love for you to be there. Uh, the, the actual the website, if you want to know more information about it, is kingsummit2020.com. And that's King, K-I-N-G, Summit, 2020.com. Love it. Love it. It's March 27th, that weekend. Correct. So a couple different events. There's a basketball tournament. Yep. Uh, so, so go check that out. Figure out all the details. Invite some people and, and be a part of a, a great weekend uh, in Charlotte. And so, uh, yeah, you can drive in if you, if you can or fly in. Or uh, if you're listening and you're, you're a Charlotte Charlottean, uh, and, and a part of unpacking it, uh, would love to see you out there as well. 
Um, so it's taking place over at Transformation Church, March 27th through the 29th, uh, King Summit 2020.com. And, and, and I guess just real briefly, too, the King Movement. What is the ministry and, and what do you, what's your passion as far as being involved? Why are you involved? What drew you in? Yeah. So the King Movement really, it's, it's just a, it's a way for men to connect with, with one another. And it's more of a brotherhood would be the way to look at it of not only are we learning about Christ and, and letting him transform us, but we're actually spending time with one another. So we do things for fun. We'll get together for events like watching the Super Bowl or if there's a big fight like Wilder versus Fury this weekend, you know, we'll, we'll get together for things like that, but we'll also serve in the community and, and just check up on each other. Uh, as men, a lot of times we can tend to isolate, tend to just do things on our own, but really God has made us for community. And so that's really what I love about the King Movement is that it really is a community of men. So. Mm, that's awesome, and that's uh, yeah, that's that's our heartbeat as well here at Unpacking It, and uh, yeah, community of sports fans, and so we love linking arms with uh, the King Movement, and and so yeah, fired up uh, about the event coming up in March, and it was fun having you on the podcast today, man. Talking yeah. talking NBA, I, I I love it. So uh, a good weekend in the NBA. We'd love to know your thoughts. You can send us an email, Bryce at unpacking it dot com. Bryce at unpacking it. Dot com. Appreciate all the feedback, guys. Uh, keep keep the comments coming, texts, emails, whatever it may be. Uh, you can follow me on on Twitter as well. Unpacking it, and uh, love to hear your comments there. Read your comments there as well. Stephen, thanks for coming over to the Unpacking the Studio, being a part of the show today. Have a great week. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that He died on the cross, He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by His grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join us as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.